It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Monday edition of Lockdown Rams. We've got a lot to get to today. We're going to do a little bit of a mock draft Monday. We're going to talk about some potentials for the Rams at 52, a potential trade back, and maybe a partner that might be a good fit to pick up some more picks. As we talked about, Les Need always looking for ways to find as many picks in that top 100. So we'll take a look at a way that that can get done today, as well as talking about all the news that came out over the weekend, specifically on Sunday night with the leaked new Rams logo. We're going to talk about our thoughts on that, if we think it's real, if we think it's an alternate logo, how we feel about it, and uh, some of the reactions that we've seen across social media so far. So we're going to cover all that here on the Monday edition, Lockdown Rams, your team, every day, only on Lockdown Podcast Network. Make sure to go hit us up on Lockdown Rams on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm going to talk about some of your guys' reaction, as I saw, to the logo on the Lockdown Rams Facebook page, as well as you can find me at LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter. That's my personal account. The show is on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Himalaya. Hit the subscribe button. We are just starting to get heated up here as we are getting closer and closer to this draft, to this free agency beginning. So many moving pieces that are going to kind of shake out what 2020 is going to look like, and we're going to be here breaking them all down. So I got back late last night, didn't get a chance to record, but I figured, hey, why not record the Monday edition on Monday? So it's a little bit later than usual, but I appreciate you guys always tuning in. Hopefully, this is perfect timing for everyone on their commute home, give you something to listen to. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into some of these topics tomorrow as well on the Tuesday edition, so keep an eye out for that. But with all that good stuff out of the way, let's just jump right into it. It's Mock Draft Monday, and the Rams are on the board at 52. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams, and this is your lead story. Looking back to last year's draft may give you an understanding of what the Rams might try to do in 2020's draft, and that is take not a lot of top-end picks and turn them into as many picks as possible in that top 100. Les Snead has said multiple times that his strategy is to pick as many times in that top 100 compared to that second 150 As it sits right now, the Rams have two picks in that top 100, pick number 52 in the second round and pick number 84 in the third round. So how do they do this? How do they find a way to get some more picks while moving back? The question is, who's a good trade partner for the Rams? Well, looking in that second round, not too far behind the Rams sits the Miami Dolphins. They're picking at number 56. This is a pick that they picked up from the New Orleans Saints. One of the reasons why the Dolphins are so interesting here is they have 12 picks in this 2020 draft. That includes three first-rounders, two second-rounders, a third, handful of fifths, handful of sixths, and a seventh. So I've said it all along. I do not see the Rams picking at 52. So finding a good trade partner to move back is what it's all about. And the Dolphins sitting just a few picks behind us 
at number 56 maybe makes for a good trade partner. Maybe they take one of their first round picks or even one of those second round picks, move back a little bit to try to collect some picks to do some trading. But let's say this. Rams at 52 look to call the Dolphins and make a deal. What they can do in exchange, Dolphins have that 56, so the Rams slide back four slots, allowing the Dolphins to come up and grab a guy that they really like there. So looking at a recent draft from the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs, who's also a host here, here on the Lockdown Podcast Network with the Draft Dudes, he has the Dolphins at 56, selecting Jeremy Chin, Safety out of Southern Illinois. This is a guy that in one of our mock drafts, Jake Ellenbogen selected for the Rams. Maybe the Rams can try to play that they are still in the market for a safety high in this draft. Contact the Dolphins and say, hey, look, if you're looking to fill this guy, remember Miami's head coach, Brian Flores, former defensive coordinator of the New England Patriots, did a good job in year one down there, struggled early out of the gate, but they really finished strong, including that big win up in New England. Defense is what he's known for, so adding a piece in this draft, especially in that second round, might be something that the Dolphins key on doing. And really ends up being a win-win if that happens for the Rams because they don't have to slide too much further back in that second round. They'd only go back to pick number 56 if they trade with the Dolphins. But the big part of this trade isn't going back four slots. It's picking up the Dolphins' third round pick, number 70. The Rams most likely will have to give up something. Maybe a fifth round, maybe that fourth round pick, 116 in exchange. So you slide up another round later in the draft. For the Dolphins, they have five picks in the first two rounds. They have one in the third, nothing in the fourth. So for them, it's just flopping a third and a fourth round, allowing them to move up and get their guy. Maybe it's Jeremy Chin. But for the Rams, it gives them the versatility to basically still do exactly what they want to do in that second round. And potentially, they may even look to do what they did last year and just continue to trade back and pick up some picks. But that would put them, if this trade went through with the Dolphins, at pick 56, still a lot of great talent and allows them to do a lot of the same things they wanted to do. If you want to go offense line, you got a guy like maybe Cushenberry still there from LSU. Prince Tega is kind of projected in that late round tackle out of Auburn. Maybe that is the direction you go as far as backing up Andrew Whitworth and really building some depth on that O-line. Or if you want to kind of fill in the middle of that offensive line, you got interior offensive lineman out of Louisiana, Robert Hunt, who is sitting there late in that second round. Or you go the opposite direction because you know you have that next pick coming in at number 70 in the third round. Maybe you go defense. You got an edge like Curtis Weaver, a guy we've talked about at the Rams looking in at number 52. If he's still there, maybe that's what you do. Or you want to go interior defense alignment to help out Aaron Donald. Roquan Davis out of Alabama. So a lot to look at for the Rams. But again, I think the key here is moving back off that 52. If you can stay in that second round, great. If you move back, pick up a couple thirds or a fourth, getting as many as possible in that top 100, you know that is going to be a key for Les Snead. So look for the Rams to be very trade-heavy, especially as they don't have a first-round pick. Don't pick till 52. Again, a perfect trade partner that I think would be the Dolphins. That would get the Rams 56 and 70, moving back just a few slots and giving up number 52 and 116. That would mean one in the second, two in the third. Again, finding another trade partner with that 70th pick in the third round, moving back. Maybe the Raiders, they have those back-to-back picks around the 80s. Moving back and collecting picks, that's going to be the strategy for the Rams when it comes to the 2020 draft. So coming up, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into some of these prospects that we've talked about. Also talking about some of the prospects that the Rams met with. 
Some of those positions may make sense. Some of them may surprise you. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry, you can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. Mock Draft Monday, and we're talking about players that could be a good fit for the Rams and who have they been talking to? That's the big question. With the combine over, we're starting to hear from some sources on who teams have met with and including the Rams. We mentioned Appalachian State linebacker Akeem Davis, outside linebacker, six foot one, 224 pounds. Looking at his profile, there's expectations that he's going to kind of put on some weight and get a little bit NFL ready, shall you say? Again, if the Rams are looking to stack up some picks, this is maybe a guy you can get late in the third round, maybe in the fourth round. Not so much because of maybe a little undersized, maybe a small school, but also he had some injuries, stress, but also he had some injuries. He had a stress fracture in his foot back in 2019. So there are some questions as far as health, but other teams that are looking at him include the Titans, the Dolphins, the Niners, Raiders, Giants, and Bengals. This is a hybrid type of linebacker. And again, coming in, with our new defensive coordinator, what is Brandon Staley looking for in a linebacker? This kind of fits if you go back with Vic Fangio, some of his linebackers that he's had. A role of that blitzing defender. Something we didn't see so much under the last regime, but expect maybe a little bit more of that. He also can stop the run. He's very athletic, so you've seen him do pretty well in pass coverage. Didn't have the highest quality of opponents. Still needs to put on some weight. Still need to see how he comes out of that injury. Uh, but this might be a guy that the Rams, again, small school, going back to what we talked about with the Rams going and being interested in those type of guys. Some of the teams are looking at some of these big name, big school guys. The Rams are diving deep, especially in this third round. This is a guy you might be able to get a little bit later, but keep an eye on him. The Rams did meet with him. Another linebacker that the Rams have been in talk with at the Combine. Again, this information was tweeted out by senior draft analysts of SB Nation. 
is linebacker Jordan Brooks. Brooks is more of an inside linebacker and has a lot of people's interests. Raiders, Packers, Chiefs, Ravens, Jags, Cowboys all met with him at the Combine. He's six foot, 240 pounds. Again, going back to our first linebacker we talked about, Davis, he needs to put on that weight, kind of get to that target weight of the linebackers that we see in the NFL. But what I love about Brooks is reading some of his profiles is he really is kind of this old school linebacker, loves contact, loves getting up into the defensive line and helping stop against the run. This is something we really, really need. He would be a perfect fit if we could keep Littleton Littleton has shown to be great in coverage. Jordan Brooks would be a guy you could plug in, bring in to help stop that run. This is somebody I think would be perfect in that early third round pick that we talked about if we got that trade done with the Dolphins. I don't expect him to be around late in the third round. He's got a lot of excitement around him. He had a great combine and really would fit in well with you know the return of Micah Kaiser, Kenny Young, which is another question in itself. What are the Rams doing with Kenny Young? But this is a guy that could come in the building and compete for that other interior linebacker position right away. Staying at the linebacker position, but kicking out to more of an edge rusher, it was reported that the Rams met with Kendall Coleman out of Syracuse. Again, this makes ton of sense with the potential departure of Dante Fowler Jr. I don't even know why I say potential. Dante Fowler is gone. It's not official yet. We all know that he is going to get a ton of money and the Rams don't have any of that. So looking for a guy like Kendall Coleman makes a ton of sense. So so looking at a guy like Kendall Coleman makes a ton of sense. But the Rams weren't the only one. It was listed as a half a dozen teams to talk with them, including the Colts, the Giants, the Cowboys, and others. Six foot three, 257. Looking back at the draft network, Benjamin Solak says he has flashes, low when coming into contact, and was willing to initiate and disrupt half-man contact with powerful launch of his shoulders. Looking at a few other reports out there, really, it's his hard work that gets people excited. He has got that motor, that energy, that passion to get better. He is somebody that maybe could be a little bit of a developmental project, but with some of his quickness, some of his bend, might be a good fit for this Rams room. And again, this is what we're talking about. The Rams have met with him. The Rams have some interest. They want to know more about this guy. We'll see how he fits into their draft preparations for 2020. But we know it's a need. So it makes sense to hear the Rams talking with multiple linebackers, both inside and out, trying to create pressure on the quarterback as well as getting better at the run. And we'll talk more about some of these guys that the Rams have met with. We'll finish in this second segment with some that might have you scratch in your head, whether it's a good way or a bad way. But reports are that the Rams met with two running backs during the combine, one being Utah's Zach Moss, a guy that is probably going to go maybe in that third round. Maybe he slips to the fourth. I don't really see him getting to the fourth round, but if he does, would be a heck of a pickup. The Rams, again, we've got three guys on the roster. We have the CBA right around the corner. We don't know what's going to happen with all that. There's so many talks about expect a lot of moves once this deal is either agreed upon or not agreed upon. So are the Rams really in the market for a running back? We talked about it earlier, but the Rams put together a couple draft picks last year to move up to go get Daryl Henderson. Are they looking to get another running back in this year's draft? Well, so if you're looking at Moss, he is exciting. Some have him compared to guys like Kareem Hunt or Alvin Kamara. Same things we heard about Henderson. He's got some explosiveness. He also has the elusiveness. PFF named him number one running back as far as missed tackles in this draft. But the Rams aren't going to be the only ones with interest. Packers, Chiefs, Bills, Chargers, Seahawks, Colts, Texans, Saints, Steelers, Cardinals, Lions. Everyone's talking to this guy. 
One scout listed saying he can do it all. He's got the power. He's got the speed. He stands five foot nine, two hundred and twenty-three pounds. This is one of the positions in the draft that being running back that would really shake up and make some noise if the Rams went for one of these guys. Because if you want to get Zach Moss, like I mentioned, you're going to have to get him in that third or fourth round. Another guy that they talked to coming again from a small school, Appalachian State, the same college we talked about earlier when we were looking at the linebacking room. This time it's Darrington Evans, five foot ten, running back, two hundred and three pounds. He had a great combine, a extremely fast forty. That's kind of what's popped him up on some of these boards along with the Rams he also met with the Vikings and Colts Niners Raiders Ravens and Texans this kind of works out for the Rams as we mentioned looking at Davis earlier at the linebacking room the Rams don't be surprised when they're at pro day but now they've got two guys to look at Appalachian State one of the things that stands out for Evans is and this goes really well into what the Rams are trying to do and one of the reasons why you want to see the Rams get Henderson involved a little bit more is that Evans, not only in the running game, is productive, but he's also productive catching the ball. They used him a lot last year, throwing him the rock. Maybe you look to add Evans or Moss. Again, we don't know who our kick returner is, so although the running back room starts to get crowded, how else can you use the guy? Can you flex him out, throw him the ball? Can you put him back, let him return kicks and punts. Both these guys the Rams are talking to have explosiveness. So is it really a running back need or is it an offensive weapon like Daryl Henderson? Or are you looking for him to kind of come in and maybe take JoJo Natson's spot? The Rams have thought outside the box with the running back position, even going back to picking Henderson last year in the draft. Do they stick with that again in this year? Do we move back, collect picks, slide up, get a running back? What does that mean for Todd Gurley? So many questions. But these are just conversations. Lots of people are talking to these guys. Where are they going to be on the board? Again, it's all about value for the Rams. As we heard Les Snead talk the other day about adding players to a group. He was talking about the wide receiver group. He said, yeah, we'd love to have a lot of this talent on. But it's not about collecting talent. It's about filling needs on the roster. What would this pick of a running back really do as far as filling need? And what would that mean for the guys ahead of him? Todd Gurley, Malcolm Brown, Henderson. Does that mean one of them's out? Does that mean all of them are in? We talked about a handful of those guys earlier in the segment at linebacker. That makes a lot of sense. There's also some O-line guys that we'll talk about over the next couple of days that they also spoke to. Those make sense. The running back, a little interesting, that's for sure. But the Rams have done it their own way every single year and don't expect them to change because we think that they have needs somewhere else. So awesome stuff. All those players I just mentioned, the Rams did meet with at the Combine. We'll talk a little bit later on some of the other guys that the Rams also met. Coming up next, we got to talk about this logo, what it means, is it real, what do we think about it. That hat was ugly, but when you look at the logo itself, eh, maybe it's growing on me. We'll talk about it next. We'll also hear some of your reactions from our Facebook group coming up in that third segment. So if you've been living under a rock for the past 24 hours, wake up and hit the social media because the Rams' new logo has quote-unquote been leaked. We'll see if it's real or not. That's what we're going to talk about here in this segment. Not a lot of people happy about this. If you haven't had a chance to look at the logo, I'll do my best to try to explain it here. Instead of a Ram being the focus of the logo like we've seen over the past couple years, this now is kind of transferring over to the L.A., being the center of this logo. The right side of the A loops back and around to the L of LA in a horn shape. So they still are trying to get the horn across. The hat that is being leaked apparently is 
with a focus of the draft with these neon colors. So it does come off looking almost like a Charger logo. Like you could almost see the lightning bolt in there. It looks extremely ugly on the hat. I've seen some other versions of this, kind of more of a standard what the logo would look like with the blue background. It looks a little bit better that way. People are freaking out though. They have had tons of time to come up with this stuff. Just kind of going, actually Clarence Tolliver went and posted it on the Facebook wall in our group. If you guys aren't part of the group, come check it out. Uh, but it had a lot of reactions. We had a lot of people basically denying, being like, no, it is not. Uh, but we've seen it from a lot of reports. Um, Neil says it looks like a Chargers logo. Totally agree. Kevin McCombs said he's not impressed. He hopes it's not. Ryan Sloan isn't buying it. Rich Jenkins said Kronky would never and had laughing, crying emojis. I've seen on Twitter people saying, you know, we thought the Jeff Fisher era was bad. What is this? People boycotting, saying they're not going to buy new stuff. The reaction has been overwhelmingly negative. I've seen a few people that come out and said it's okay. And really, as I went back and looked at it again today, I'm not saying I like it. I'm not saying I'm going to accept it yet. But it is growing on me a little bit. The hat, no. Can't do it. Looks awful. It was the worst possible start of the leak. But as you start to see, uh, you know, people have put it up in Photoshop and have done what the standard look of it would be. Again, this hat is supposedly from the draft, which is going with these neon themes. Not a good look. Also, who knows? Is Kevin Demoff trolling everybody? Did they purposely leak this? An interesting thing is a lot of this happens and you get these leaks and I've seen many of mock-ups leading up to this, and but none have gotten the attention of this because Charles Robinson, who is the senior NFL reporter for Yahoo, uh, came out and basically said that it leaked on Reddit and that is the new logo. But again, are the Rams just messing with us? And then also the other conversation is this is maybe the alternate logo. Looking at how a lot of teams have their logos set up, they kind of have one of these type of logos, like even the Bears, they have the big C, but then what you'll see is they also have a bear head that goes along with it as well. Maybe this is just kind of the alternate logo. So maybe there is another logo out there that they're just teasing this along the way, or the Rams are just kind of going, let's throw this out there, mix it up a little bit. Are they using this to see if we like it or not? If they did, they found out we don't like it. The draft is around the corner. This was uh, the picture of the hat was on top of boxes. I'm assuming those boxes were full with more of these hats. We saw the Chargers a few years ago when they first moved here tried to kind of rebrand their LA. It got extremely rejected and then they ended up basically changing their mind. Can the Rams do the same thing here? But the thing that kind of drives me to question this is the Rams have had all these years to prepare this. Kevin Demoff has been kind of trolling Rams fan on Twitter lately. Seems as if he's extremely confident. If this was the logo that he's had this whole time, I would be shocked because it is not something that I would be extremely confident about, especially if you ran this past some focus groups. I want to know who these people are. Again, the original logo looks pretty good. The logo on the hat, it looks awful. It looks like a Chargers logo. The color scheme is off. Again, is this hinting to what the actual colors are going to be for the Rams? It's tough to tell because, again, there's a neon theme with this year's draft. Even former Ram Chris Long said, everyone who nodded their heads in approval in the focus group should board a spaceship for the planet that made Matthew McConaughey's friends old. Look, I get the Rams want to incorporate the L.A. into what they're doing, and they've had a lot of time to do it. They hear a lot of feedback from the fans that everyone loves the horns, so maybe that's what they're thinking. Okay, we want to focus on the L.A. 
That's really brandable. Okay, they really want the horns. How can we incorporate both of those? I just don't see it here. Again, it's growing on me. But the one thing that is not growing is the support from everybody else. The majority seems extremely upset by this. Hopefully, this is an alternate logo. They can have another logo that people can get behind of. The thing is, we still don't know the colors. We still don't know the uniform. Uh, so that those are going to be big parts. If the uniforms look cool, then I think we can deal with it. But if this is a sign of what's to come... The outlook doesn't look good. My question is, what were the other options, right? Because if we don't like this, how bad were the other ones? Or were they half decent and maybe they made the wrong choice? I wish there was a little bit more involvement. I know the Rams have to control this phase, but involving your fans, which Kevin Demoff said he's done, they've had meetings where they've had season ticket holders come in, talk about what's important to them. Everyone loves the old school feel of the Rams, those colors, those horns, really have kind of said, just don't mess with it too much. I know the Rams are looking to kind of upgrade it. They've got a new stadium, but that's the funny thing. I think it was even downtown Rams said, it's kind of funny how the Rams have a logo that now the new stadium looks to kind of be built inside that logo. And now when they move into that stadium, they change it completely and go with this horn over the top that looks a little bit more like the Chargers. Interesting, interesting stuff going on here. And really the Rams have yet to comment on it, which leads to all the speculation of, are they panicking right now? Are they trying to come up with an option B and C right now? Or are they kind of laughing and going, wow, it worked. We put something out there. It got quote unquote leaked. Big news outlets are running with it. And now the mayhem is coming and we're going to be the heroes in a few days when we come out. The understanding is that we will see a lot of this before the draft because of course the draft happening, they want these guys in their new hats. The nice thing is the Rams don't draft in the first round. So, so most of the nation won't have to see uh, you know, a top prospect put on this hat in the first round. But again, uh, not a lot of fans out there. I think there's a few people that have said they've liked it and then they basically got persecuted online. But uh, I'm I'm starting to, you know, accept it a little bit more. But the more and more I look at the hat, the more frustrated I get because, again, you had all this time, you had all this opportunity, you've done such a great job to hold it under wraps. And then now all of a sudden, a Sunday, a couple weeks before the free agency hits, for the draft, all of a sudden it's leaked out. You had the control of this the whole time. Would have loved to see the Rams tease it a little bit more with some previews of it because they've definitely, uh, they put up a tease on Instagram and Twitter where they're taking down their old logo and had a spot there and it had kind of the, the time emoji. So now we sit and wait. What do the Rams say? Is this real? Is it not? Was it a troll move? Were they trying to see our feelings on this? Were they trying to mess with us? Is this the direction? Are they sticking with the LA and the horn together in one? Tell you right now, I've been waiting to buy a bunch of gear. And if it looks like this, I just don't know how much I'm going to be excited to buy. We'll see what happens with the uniforms, the actual true color theme. Uh, but right now, I would be extremely upset if I was in the Rams organization and we saw a leak come through and it was this. If they have something else in mind, if they have one or two different logos, including the Rams horn, I would try to get on top of this as fast as I could. Either respond to it and say it's not true or say, yeah, that's one piece of it. Can't wait to show you the rest. But something from them to respond is going to be needed here soon because the outcry online is going crazy. And it's funny, people are almost kind of separating now as far as people of who really care about this, people that don't care so much, and then again, people that care extremely or not at all. So, But hit us up on Twitter or Facebook and let us know what you think of this.
Because right now I'm seeing about 95% of the people say they don't like it. Maybe the 5% say it's growing on them. I'm in that 5%. I'm trying to be positive here. I also don't know if I believe it yet. And this hat is just so ugly. On the side, it has time to shine. Again, I think this is going back to the draft, but the colors don't make sense. Everything looks off. It looks like a Chargers logo. Not a fan of it. We don't know if it's real or not. So many questions, but it's funny. This is the emotions that it's pulling from people. Everyone is so into this right now. I don't know if the Rams are loving it or hating it, but I would love to see them respond soon. I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Let me know what you think of this new logo. Well, we'll talk more about this as it develops because we don't know what's going to happen next, as well as talking more about some of the players the Rams have met with at the Combine. Also, looking at some of the free agency stuff, we have the CBA that is waiting approval from the players. We'll see if that passes or not. We have so much to discuss this weekend on Lockdown Rams, so stick with us. But you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time. Peace. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.